Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Welcome to the Holderness Family Podcast. So if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you've heard an episode we did a few weeks ago, a month ago, with Dr. Courtney Sims about the silver linings of menopause. We got so many messages from you guys letting us know how much you appreciated it, how much you learned. I learned a ton. I quote it all the time. We got messages like this one from Julie. I just listened to your menopause podcast and wanted to say thank you about about this. I'm in my mid 40s starting to notice some slight changes and want to have all the info. And this podcast was the only one I found that normalized and made sense out of the topic. You know, you might think like, well, guys, you're talking about this again, because I know that was my husband's question when I told him what we were doing today. It is. It is twice in the last several weeks. And that's fine. It did sound like we got a lot of reaction from it. And I did learn a lot from the first one. Yes. And I'm willing to say we've already conducted the interview. I learned a lot from the second one. The two big things that I learned. Yes. If I may. And then we'll lay out because not really a lot of people here to listen to me talk about menopause. (laughs) Number one is that she said it's like almost impossible for you not to be already going through perimenopause with the numbers like yeah. that. You just are. Yeah. And also that the conversation should start when you're in your mid thirties. Yes. So those are the two things that I don't think that any of our parents had access to. And probably you didn't have access to, cause this is all a very um, newly developing conversation topic in large because of this age of information, this age of sharing. And that is where our guest has really shown over the last, and that's S-H-O-N-E, over the last several years and has just built this platform and this safe place to talk about it on TikTok. Yeah, so this this week we are interviewing Dr. Mary Claire Haver, an OBGYN who specializes in menopause. She's done extensive research on why the traditional eat less and work out more rule does not work for menopausal women trying to lose weight. So today we are really focusing on the nutrition part of it. 
Dr. Mary Claire Haver is a wife, mom, physician, and entrepreneur who has devoted her adult life to women's health. As a board-certified OBGYN in the Houston area, Dr. Haver has delivered thousands of babies, completed thousands of well-woman exams, counseled patients, taught residents, and did everything an academic professor in OBGYN could do. As her patient population aged, Dr. Haver was overwhelmed with the number of complaints and concerns that her patients had with weight gain while going through menopause. For years, she told her patients to eat less and exercise more. It wasn't until she, as well, experienced the changes of menopause and midlife weight gain that she realized that this advice doesn't work and ultimately led to her writing her new book, The Galveston Diet. Welcome to the show, Dr. Haver. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. I found you through a very scientific platform called TikTok. So you went through all it's where she gets all of her totally I, vetted and verified information. I do tell yeah. a lot of people, I'm like, I read this article, but really it was on TikTok. Right. Um, so you went to medical school, you've done all this research, you're communicating to all these women, but TikTok, you have, you have like 2 million followers. You're communicating yeah. with so many people there. What's, what is that like? You went to medical school, but now you're communicating on TikTok. What's that about? So it is one of the most interesting, frustrating, fun you know, validating, infuriating things that I've ever, ever, ever done. I mean, TikTok personally has changed my views on so many things, opened up my mind to how other people live, their opinions. So it's it's wonderful for that. Never in a million years would I have predicted a 54-year-old woman who just really talks about menopause and getting older would grow to 2 million followers on a platform that my kids made me get on during COVID. So I was doing okay on Insta and okay. It was really Facebook, yeah, like a hundred thousand yeah. people, which I was thrilled That's with, awesome. but I somehow probably right place, right time with the right information hit a nerve in the TikTok arena and it just exploded. Why is it infuriating? You use that term. Oh gosh, the misinformation. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm in the I'm in the side of TikTok that is menopause and getting older and wellness. And there is just a lot of people selling things and promoting misinformation. So I'm constantly trying to reassure people and and use evidence, you know, use actual medical studies to negate some of these things that people are claiming that they're potions, lotions and potions will do. Can we start with the the biggest and most important pieces of misinformation that are out there? So there is a lot of, you know, misinformation surrounding certain supplements and that Mm -hmm. they're going to cure your menopause Mm -hmm. or make you lose weight or you'll lose the menopause belly. And, you know, while I take supplements and I do promote some supplements, you know, along with a healthy diet, you know, they're making huge medical claims, but they they're not FDA approved. So they kind of skirt this gray area legally on mm. what they can and can't say that their product does. I mean, you'd have to basically file a lawsuit to get them to stop doing it. So, you know, people will say, does this, you know, bottle of whatever, you know, moss, um, this is going to cure my menopause. And I'm like, you know, it might help you sleep better or it might do this, but nothing, your menopause is here to stay. And it's, you're not going to get your life back as to where you were before by taking this one supplement. Just to back up, and we have talked about it in a previous podcast, but anybody that's coming in new, can you just do a quick um, overview um, definition of perimenopause and menopause and what exactly that means? 
Yeah, of course. So menopause is basically symbolizes the end of the production of estrogen and progesterone and testosterone from your ovaries. It's like your the female gonads shut down. It is um, the first organ to age in the woman. All organs age, but these do it really fast, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so for in the U.S., the average age of menopause, which is symbolized by the end of our periods, is about age 51. Now, that being said, that's just an average. Normal is still 45 to 55. Pre-menopause is when you're just having normal cycles, like the you know your 20s and early 30s. Perimenopause is when the ovaries don't just shut down overnight for most of us. It is a seven to 10 year process of kind of a roller coaster of hormone production, but it's a downward trend until you hit zero. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the, you know, where which is marks your menopause. And so perimenopause, if you do the math, can begin somewhere between the ages of 35 and 45. And mm-hmm. so what used to be thought as just hot flashes and some minor aggravation has really, the, the research is starting to explode that we realize it, estrogen receptors affect almost every part of our body. We, you know, everything from, you know, brain fog, muscle pain, joint pain, hair, skin, you name it. And that each of us is going to have an individual symptom profile and journey through this. Um you have a new book, The Galveston Diet, and yeah. yes, very excited about this. And you talk, and you have, you have a, an entire platform where you've talked about wellness through this time. But let's tackle something. We got a lot of questions after our initial podcast about this menopause belly or this this uh, middle age. Th- the the belly that people have gained. I like to joke that items have shifted during flight. I'm about the same weight. I yeah. was about a few pounds heavier maybe than before I had kids. So like in my early- You're keeping 30, it tight. Keeping it tight. But my, I can't fit, I, I'm the same weight number on a scale, but the same, those genes would never fit. The, the it is just shift, items have shifted during flight. It, they're, it's just in different- This is an audio medium. So I'm going to describe, Kim appears to be molding that thing during Ghost. Yes, with well, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. But She's just shifting just, and molding something around. All the things around. are in different yeah. places. So what I, I wrote on my question, WTF. So what? <laughs> so doctor, doctor, after all of that, WTF. WTF. Yeah, no, that's that's right. And, you know, I, I had the same phenomena happen to myself and I was WTFing me, you know. <laughs> And that's kind of what led down my 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 journey of, of research, you know, or seeing what was out there in the research for the menopause belly. So what is it exactly? For most of us, you know, we have what we call subcutaneous fat. That is fat that we've had our whole lives. It gives us curves, cellulite. It's in our breasts. It's in our backsides. You know, we pinch an inch, all that. Subcutaneous fat is our storage system, you know, and it is a lot genetically derived on kind of where you're going to have it and how much in general, but it's really not that dangerous at normal levels. Okay. Mm. Visceral fat is what we see accumulating in perimenopause. So that is fat that is newly driven and deposited inside of our abdomens. So it wraps around, you know, the stomach, the intestine, our female organs and the omentum. And it, it kind of makes our abdomen protrude. That is, you know, we call that belly fat, abdominal fat, or visceral fat. And so that is driven by hormone changes. So the loss of estrogen, the greater activity of some of our androgens, driving fat there, also insulin resistance, lack of sleep, you know, higher cortisol levels, all of that drives fat to the viscera. And the reason, I mean, besides being cosmetically distressing, 
visceral fat is linked to inflammation, heart disease, diabetes, stroke. Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of teaching in the book about visceral fat and what nutritional things we can do to lower it. So if probably several of your listeners out there are like, yeah, well, WTF, I'm not doing anything different. I'm eating the same. I, pro I may even weigh the same, but what is this? You know, what are some things you can do? Fortunately, there are some studies that show some nutritional changes and, and lifestyle changes that can be helpful. Number one is making sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet. And that's something that most of us have never, I never tracked fiber. I never, I tracked calories. That's what I was taught to do. And so 25 grams of fiber for a woman is the minimum and it's 38 for a man mm. and, uh, minimum, minimum, okay. minimum. So if you, you know, it's kind of a fun exercise. I have uh, one of my top TikTok videos. It's like pinned to the top of my page is what I call the fab four challenge. And it was teaching people how to track nutrition instead of calories. And fiber was one of the things I had them track. And so, you know, just downloading an easy, cheap nutrition tracker and um, get a free one and um, just putting in what you normally eat for the week and seeing where your nutrients are falling. You know, how much vitamin D are you getting? How much um, magnesium are you getting? How, where's your fiber falling? Cause most Americans are only getting about half of the recommended amount per day. Mm -hmm. And so fiber does lots of things for our body. It increases, um, it decreases your blood glucose. It decreases your insulin. It keeps your gut microbiome happy. And you know, that research is exploding on how important a healthy gut is. I never thought anything about that. I thought it was voodoo. Turns out they're absolutely right. And, um, so tracking fiber number two for belly fat would be, um, to probiotics for women. So there's a couple of studies done in, in menopausal women who are overweight and they, you know, everything was the same, except they gave this group probiotics and the other one placebo and the probiotics lost belly fat in their visceral fat. A third is cardiovascular and resistance training. I mean, it's, you know, mm -hmm. not rocket science, but exercise lowers cortisol long-term. You have a short-term bump, which there's a lot of confusion out there about cortisol and exercise, cardio and resistance training, and then watching the added sugars. People who limit their added sugars to less than 25 per day, this is male and female. So sugars added in cooking and processing, not fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. not the sugars God put in food, right? Keeping those less than 25 grams per day, those people tend to have less visceral fat accumulation than don't. And stuff we kind of got away with in our 20s and yes. 30s. That's, you know, we're not going to get away because the hormones. So you're like, wait, I eat healthy. You know, it was, you probably, you know, we can do better. And it was working for you before because your hormones were at a different level. But now we're throwing in, you know, endocrine aging on top of regular aging. And it's not working for you so much anymore. And we are coming right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, so two things. Uh, number one, we're going to name this podcast WTF. <laughs> Because that's a good the, that, pad, the podcast well, platform. We all just that. get old and we look at our bodies and we're like WTF. Like what it's the... I'll tell you it's I, I I tend to eat pretty well and I work out a, a pretty fair amount. But the last like six or seven months, I know that I'm not going through menopause because I'm a dude. But I'm getting like a layer around my stomach. I'm like, where did this come from? It's like sympathy I'm, belly. Like when I was pregnant and you uh, gained weight, you're getting well, sympathy me- perimenopause. Yeah. Awesome. So (laughs) I guess I'm I'm asking, here's why I'm asking because she had, she had an answer though. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we have, you know, there's two kinds of aging that I talk about. One is chronologic aging, which boys and girls go through regardless of which gonads you're born with. We're all doing it right. Our cells are getting older. Things becoming less efficient. There's lots of studies on longevity out there. And that's when you see your normal efforts aren't working anymore. Now, a lot of people out there will tell you, no, 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 you're just eating more than you think you're not working out. That's bunk. Modern obesity research, not that, you know, you don't have to be obese to gain weight, Mm -hmm. right? But like people who are studying why and how people gain weight are saying, you know, the aging process is huge. What happens to you know, women to us is that we're adding in the endocrine aging as well. What's happening to our ovaries. And for about 10, 15% of us, our thyroid as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's normal aging, that's part of the WTF. Then you guys have the double right. whammy because of what's happening to your hormones and your your nads. <laughs> nads. I yeah, got you. Okay. Our I'm nads. trying to get this term right. No, I want to understand yeah, this. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, okay. Please continue. Okay. So my question is this. I, I think that a, a, a few pounds of weight gain, I'm, I'm not going to stress, but I know a few pounds in one year can be a few pounds the next year. And then in five years, it's... 20, 25 pounds. And I mean, their heart disease runs in my family. So I just, I want to be very careful about this. But if I go to my doctor, if I go to my OB, traditionally I hear, okay, well, um, this is normal and this is going to happen. So it's like, sorry, it sucks to be you. And if you want to change it, you should just eat less and exercise more. I know this because that's what I was told by uh, my OB. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. Like, that doesn't seem like enough because I do that, you know? So what led me on this journey was I was going through menopause at the same time having a pretty bad grief episode when my brother passed away. Mm. And I couldn't tease out what was menopause and what was just grief. And so to for self-soothing, I was eating gallons of processed carbohydrates and washing it down with wine at night just to get through the day through the worst of the grief. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months into that knew I was gaining weight, but I just couldn't even think about it, you know, and then I was hot flashing, not sleeping. And, and I just thought it was the grieving process. And then I woke up one day and was like, okay, it's time to get healthy again. I can't live like this, you know, whatever. And I went back to the gym and I was watching my calories and I did all the things that I learned in medical school and residency to help people with their weight, work out more, eat less, work out more, eat less. Now my patients have been telling me for years that they were working out more and eating less. And I would 
paternalistically, maternalistic, whatever, pat them on the knee and say, you just need to work harder. You know, and I'm ashamed of that now. You know, it took me going through it myself and my work. I was calorie, I was restricting calories down to dangerous levels because I knew it had to work, you know, and I'd lose a little bit and then it would just pop right back on the minute I just went back to my normal and I was working out twice a day. Some days mm. I would get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and weigh myself. You know, I mean, I was obsessed. I was just in this really negative space. And so my husband was like, all right, scientist, what do you tell the kids when what you're doing is not working? You got to, you can figure this out. Like something's going on. So that's, I contacted the nutrition, PhD nutritionist at the university I was employed at. They gave me a bunch of articles about inflammation and aging and menopause. And I just kind of went down the rabbit hole and that's how the program was formulated. So, but all we learn in school is calories in, calories out. Now, Right now, like my daughter's going to start med school in July. Oh, congrats. It's getting better. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just found out. So we're just That's super excited. Safe. And she has a nutrition science degree. So I went back to school in 2018 at Tulane in New Orleans and did um, their like medical nutrition certification for physicians because I was so interested and curious and, and thinking about putting something together for the book and the program. And just what I learned blew me away. No one ever taught us this. I mean, I knew what calories were. I knew what carbs and protein and fat were, but I had just dismissed everything as fats. And the only thing that would work was calories, but it's just not true. And so telling people they're not crazy, this is really happening. A lot of this is hormonally driven here. Now it's going to take work. It's Mm -hmm. not magic, you know, but hormone replacement therapy can go a long way. It's not for everyone, you know, but you nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, sleep, you cannot, you, those all have to be every single day, things yeah. that you pay attention to. All right. So it's called the Galveston diet. I have been <laughs> to Galveston. I, is that where you are? I am. Okay. I so am. I went down there because when I was working for ESPN, they always put me in the weirdest jobs. So I went to do a play-by-play for the World Jump Rope Championship in Galveston, <laughs> Texas. Did you have? Did you eat well while you were there? I did not. <laughs> I stayed in a Hilton. They had a swim-up bar. Hey. You could see all the tankers off in the... In, no, exactly. In the, <laughs> I, was, I ate like an... <laughs> I like I, I did not follow the Galveston diet in Galveston. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about the Galveston diet. It, please like give us kind of the cliff notes for us sure. and um, how well, I, I named it after the place I call home. I raised Perfect. my children here. You know, I didn't want to name it after me. It really was just something for my patients and I practice medicine here. So I, who knew I had no idea it was going to become what it's become and become a book and, and all the things. So right. I just ne- needed a name and I was like, no, I it's thought, great. Oh, diet. Yeah. We'll call it Galveston diet. Yeah. So, um, so basically it's an anti-inflammatory nutrition program. I developed it for myself and my patients, but literally anyone can do it. So I looked at the research around lowering inflammation through nutrition and lifestyle and three kind of tenants popped up. One was intermittent fasting, not a great way to lose weight. Okay. Intermittent fasting has not been shown to be great for weight loss long-term for a lot of people. However, IF does a lot for autophagy, lowering Mm -hmm. inflammation, lowering insulin levels, lowering glucose. And if it doesn't trigger an eating disorder, it can be a really powerful tool to helping you reach your health goals. Mm -hmm. You know, in Galveston Diet, we talk about weight is a pleasant side effect of better health. Right. You know, like our goal here is for you to pick up a grandbaby if that's in your cards, climb that mountain at 80, you know, for you to be as healthy as possible. And, you know, no one at 80, I know, cares about what they weigh. You know, they're just happy to get out of bed and and do whatever. You know, 
aging is normal, suffering is not. And so, you know, why can't we thrive and be healthy into our later years? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at my parents. I don't want that. I love my mom and dad, but like, I don't want the path that they're on. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. And so um, the second tenet is anti-inflammatory nutrition. So I do a lot of education around which foods we know are great inflammation fighters. And it's really not rocket science. Fruits, vegetables, leafy greens, legumes, nuts, seeds, you know, all the natural stuff. Things that are neutral for inflammation, like lean meats can be non-inflammatory and things that we know can be really pro-inflammatory. A lot of the artificial colors, flavors, additives, things added to food for shelf life and processing. And, and so, and, and where sugar, like excessive sugar can lead to inflammation. And so, and then the third tenet is something I call fuel refocusing, where we look at macro and micronutrients. I do a lot, lot, lot of education around how important, you know, magnesium, calcium, phosphorus, fiber, Mm -hmm. and like how they, what they can do for you in menopause and what symptoms they may be able to help alleviate as as long as you're getting adequate amounts. So tell me about, I've, so with the nutrition piece, I, I do agree. Like at this point, I'm I'm not even in it for the genes to f- fit better. I just well, I want to feel better. I wouldn't mind if the genes <laughs> fit better. Like I I'm I'm vain too, but I do, I do just want to feel better. I do feel better when I've had I now that I'm like adding in strength training and stuff. Is there a wrong? I've heard I've heard that like constant hit workouts are bad at this age. Like is, is there a right way to be working out right now, or certain workouts we should be avoiding? I mean. Move your body in a way that keeps you strong and bring you joy. Stop working out to be skinny. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Don't even think about skinny when you're going to, to move your body. We exercise with strength training to make our muscles and bones strong so that we can stay active as we get older. And we exercise cardio to keep our heart strong. And whatever that looks like for you, that makes sense. Now, if a patient comes to me in my clinic, I have an in-body scanner where I can measure muscle mass and visceral fat and all these things, and we can really do a deep dive for them. But like for someone like me with my genetics, I have low, I'm holding up my arm, y'all can see me, but Mm -hmm. I have low muscle mass. And that is something that's gonna put me very high risk for um, sarcopenia and osteoporosis as I get older. And I don't want to fall and break at 70. I want to climb that mountain. And so, you know, for me, I have to really focus on strength training, using progressive weights, getting stronger, you know, really whatever works for you. And that's where I love a good personal trainer to come in and make recommendations, you know, work with someone in the fitness industry who knows what they're doing. And so I'm never going to tell you if this brings you joy, do it, you know, mm. move your body. It's so important. I feel like I need a day on the Galveston diet. If you can just narrate for me, like wh- when you wake up, what do you have for breakfast? What do you do to work out? Sure. What's for lunch? Then you go to a restaurant, right? Cause people go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. You got to order off the menu. What are you ordering okay. off the menu for the Galveston diet? So I um, typically um, get up, I get up in the morning and I have water and then I'll have black coffee throughout the morning. Um, I probably, one, one of my vices is probably a little too much coffee. Um, I am a fasting purist, so I do use, use fasting just about every day that I feel good. Um, and I won't break my fast till 11 or noon, whenever I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. So typically I'll break my fast. You know, I have no problems with dairy. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people. So if this won't be for everyone, so I'll either 
do make like a big spinach salad with like chickpeas. I'll make some homemade croutons. We'll throw avocado. I'll have um, some nuts, seeds on top. I'll make a homemade dressing with olive oil, lemon juice, maybe a little mayo to creamy it up and some balsamic, you know, toss that guy up. I'll have like, I always have leftover chicken breast from something, cut some of that up, throw it on top, you know, break my fast with something like that. Or what we call the Mary Claire parfait, which my students named after me, but it's you know, whole fat Greek yogurt, and I'll put berries, uh, chia seeds, flax, hemp, and some um, berries of choice. Mix that up. You can either eat it in a bowl or toss it into a blender and make a smoothie. Um, so that's typically what I do. And then, um, then I will mix up my, I do take a fiber and a collagen supplement. I mix those together and I sip on that and I take my magnesium and vitamin D and omegas throughout the afternoon while I'll snack. So I'll have like an apple, I'll have um, a handful of nuts, I'll have, you know, just whatever's on hand. I'm thinking of what I was grazing on a minute ago. Um, I'll probably have two or three snacks in the afternoon while I'm doing that. So for dinner, let's say we go to a restaurant. I love a great piece of fish. Mm -hmm. And so I'll usually do double veggies. And so my husband and I will split, like if there's potatoes or something, we'll split that, but I'll have double veggies loading up on my, you know, anti-inflammatories. That's pretty much it. No, yeah. do you, so where does wine fit in on your? So yeah, there, you know, wine is tricky because a one six ounce glass a day has been shown to be medicinal, probably, you know, because of the antioxidants. Does it matter if it's white or red? You do not have to drink wine to be healthy. Okay. Um, but wine, if you overdo it, you undo all of the benefits and you kind of slide down the inflammatory. I mean, anybody who's had a hangover can tell you right. <laughs> wine is yeah. inflammatory. So alcohol can be a slippery slope. If alcohol is not serving you, you probably should avoid it. You know, if it's leading you to make choices you would not make while without it, then that is something you may want to avoid. But, you know, six ounces of wine a day has been shown to be medicinal for some people, for lots of people. I love that right now I can go on TikTok and see somebody like yourself. And obviously there's there's other, other people doing this. Oh, there's this so right. many. They're so good. And, yeah. then, and it's great. I feel bad for my mom who had to go through all this and her mom didn't really tell her about it. And I remember my mom was watching, and this is probably 20 years ago or 15 years ago, she was watching the Today Show and the doctor on there was like, stop taking estrogen. Oh, and... Yeah. It causes breast cancer. And then so my mom like right away stopped. And the she whole was, nation did. Yeah, she yeah. stopped. And then that messed her up. And yeah. so, and dealt with the kind of the fallout from that. What is your, and then now there's new, is I feel so bad for my mom. What is the research on the hormone replacement therapies? And then when exactly do those conversations start with your doctor? I'm, I'm not anywhere near on that. Like I'm still, so yeah. I, Ideally, your conversation should begin at 35 because that's when you could start having symptoms. That's like, going to surprise a lot of people. What, like what to expect before you're not expecting ever yeah. again. You know, like, like here are the symptoms that may pop up. Here are the things to look for. We know that women who have severe hot flashes have a higher risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease, like those conversations. But the problem is we have such poor education and training around menopause care that, that, you know, for our, you know, even myself, I, there was just a huge gap. And right at the last year of my training is when that WHI study came out and estrogen, just everybody was scared. The doctors were scared. We were all scared. We took everyone off. And so, and then after that, there's been no re meaningful research on hormone therapy 
since then. And that was 22 years ago. Why? Why? So everyone, well, money. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone was scared. And, you know, as a society, we have not valued women in menopause and their pain and their symptoms. I mean, there's, there's a systemic issue from a society standpoint. There's a systemic issue from a educational standpoint and how we're training healthcare providers. And so, you know, my mission is basically to lead the voice, be one of the voices. There's several now, and it's amazing on, you know, you don't have to take it anymore. Get your life back in menopause. Suffering is not okay. You know, the WHI has pretty much been debunked. And, you know, when the WHI came out, there was a huge press conference in a giant ballroom and like every major, major media outlet was there to take women off of hormones because it will cause breast cancer. Well, that's, that's been disproven. And so just to, just to give highlights there, it has been disproven. Correct. Right. So there are some increased risks. Yes. But taking hormone replacement therapy, I mean, the way that they said it was, it will cause breast cancer. Yes. And so now what we know is the average age of the woman on, in the study was 65 years old. Okay. They were starting women and they were doing HRT versus placebo. There were very, very few women who were in early menopause in their fifties. And so, so when you stratify the data as to the age, five years on HRT had zero, of any HRT had zero increased risk of breast cancer. Estrogen alone for those of us who were born without uteruses or had a hysterectomy or, you know, or have an IUD have no increased risk of breast cancer, just the estrogen. It was the estrogen and progesterone combo that had. So, so let me put in perspective for your um, followers. The, um, if you take a woman from 45 to 50, follow her for five years, okay. Mm -hmm. Or 45 to 55. And you follow this group of women for five years, the risk of breast cancer is 23 out of 10,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. Baseline. No hormones, just base baseline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to put them on HRT, estrogen and progesterone together. That risk goes up to 27 out of 10,000. So that's four more women. So the risk does increase. Okay. But it's. Yeah. So it's four not more out of 10, four more out of 10,000, which is not nothing. No, it's, but, it's, but, one, it's not four nothing, hundredths but, of a percent. Yeah. But if you're not sleeping and you feel like you're going crazy and you, everything in your body's exploding, would you be willing to take that four out of 10,000 women risk? Okay. The risk of having two glasses of wine a night takes you up to 28 out of 10,000, but no one talks about that. Right. And the risk of being overweight or obese is 44 mm. out of 10,000. Out of 10,000. Okay. So in, in that particular age group. So, so we're yes. already doing things that are increasing our risk. Right. But and so, well, how about, you know, it just so so I think the whole thing got blown out of proportion, you know, your chance of cardiovascular. So there's a there's a timing hypothesis. If a woman starts estrogen within the first 10 years of her menopause and continues, okay, her risk of cardiovascular disease decreases. Mm. So women, so if you take two groups of women, some on HRT, some not the women who were given HRT younger have less all-cause mortality, less cardiovascular disease, less bone density. You know, their bone density is much stronger, which we've known about for a while. And they have an overall better quality of life. Okay, so whoa. So you're saying I have, um, this is basically we do these podcasts just so I can get like free counseling. Kim's trying to get free estrogen. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) No, I make it about me. So I still have pretty regular periods 
Uh-huh. But I'm experiencing probably some of the other, you know, emotional, physical things. Not hot flashes unless if I have a glass of wine, sometimes I'll wake up sweating. But I don't know if that's yeah. hormones or yeah. I don't know if that, that's a wine thing. But it's pretty. It's Where you might have tolerated it before, you're not tolerating it anymore. Correct. And that's what- our, yeah, if you go back to our last podcast about this, it was a lot uh, less of it was nutritional and a little bit more of it was behavioral. We've learned that Kim has lost her inner monologue during yeah, so, this time, which is really exciting. So I've for lost me. my filter. It. Yeah. So so yeah. it's more of those are more my symptoms. So you're saying at I I keep on saying I'm 45. I'm almost 47. No, I've we've, he we've tell me today we've he's discussed like, you're almost 47. I'm like what? I am not. Statistically, if you remember those numbers I talked about earlier, it's almost impossible for you not to be somewhere in the perimenopause. I I know, totally am. And here's the problem. We don't have a great, you know, doctors love a blood test because it takes the thought process out of it. Yes, you have hypothyroidism. Yes, you have da-da-da. Perimenopause, there is not, because our hormones fluctuate so much, a one-time blood urine saliva test is rarely diagnostic. So really, it takes an astute provider who's going to listen to you, believe your symptoms, and we were never taught to treat perimenopause. And so if your symptoms are to the point where you feel like you're losing it, you know, you can be treated. You can get hormone therapy in perimenopause. Um, So you're saying, so that was my question is, is it appropriate if somebody's listening to this and they are all over the map and they're in their forties, it is appropriate to ask your doctor for hormone replacement therapy. For yeah, hormone therapy. So uh, we don't call it replacement till you're fully menopausal, but the problem is a lot of practitioners are not trained Mm. how to do that and there's no there's never been a study done on hormone replacement therapy and perimenopause uh what okay. so estrogen do they like give you a shot is it a pill oh, is it do great, you yeah. snort it up your so, nose like what the, there's what, what multiple do you do ways yeah. to get the estrogen in your body yeah. so fda approved options include pills gels creams patches oh, i like use a, a patch. salve like seriously like if there's yeah. a okay yeah so transdermal actually transdermal um through the skin um or non-oral because you can there's a few other places you can put it um <laughs> that yeah, you can. absorb directly into the bloodstream and don't go through the gut right yeah I'm so familiar. oral has the increased risk of blood clots um seven out of ten thousand women but transdermal does not so transdermal and vaginal are very very safe so there's lots of places you can put it lots of ways you can put it um, for most of my, for myself and my patients, I usually prescribe a patch for the decrease the blood clot risk and there's generic and it's really easy and they have lots of options. Um, where can people find providers that are trained to talk about this Ooh. stuff? So a lot of us are self-taught. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, um, so on my website at galvestondiet.com, we have a list of providers that our followers wrote a testimonial and said, this person rocked. Not just you know, in Texas. All, all my team did was yeah. just make sure they were legit pr- practitioners and put their website down there for, you know. So that's one option. The second is the North American Menopause Society, which we call NAMS in, in my world. North American Menopause Society has a list of certified providers, like in the hundreds on their mm-hmm. website. Okay. Um, I just, something you had said earlier about just, this age of women and I feel that's why I love that you and others have are have such a growing platform because it is funny that on a platform like TikTok which you think oh that's just teenagers dancing but it's not and there is such there are people that want this information so 
I feel like sometimes middle-aged women kind of are forgotten by marketers and they're forgotten by the beauty industry and all those things. But I think people are starting to pay attention to us. Obviously, there's a change. And the change has happened with with information sharing, right? Your mother, as you said, did not have this. I know. I feel bad for her. Um, and so... No, we, we, it's... It's really been eye-opening, and I think that's part of the reason why menopause is having a moment right now, is that people are sharing their stories and realizing they're not alone. Yeah. And, I mean, it's um, I think it's exciting to me that, um, as women, we are not being put out to pasture as we age, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that there's there's value in all this information. I feel like at some point I read an article or something about menopause as a child. And next to it, there was like a parenthetic parenthetical descriptor that was something like sexual winter or there was like, no, I swear to God, I read that somewhere and I was like, what? Sexual. I'm not even kidding. I wonder if that was, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And this was decades ago. So, I mean, to your point, the the stigma was there. Yeah. Probably still, is there? It's there. So how do we? Yeah, how do we get rid of that? I guess we just keep talking about it and we normalize it and we and like bringing our partners in and the loved ones. You know, I, I can't tell you how many partners and loved ones have reached out to me after teaching something. They're like, I'm so glad I, I found. I stumbled across this on my FYP. I'm like, bless you. You've found yeah. Minnow Talk, yeah. and um, but it made them understand what their partner was going through. And just made them more understanding and sympathetic or empathetic, you know, so sympathetic. And it just was like thanking me for sharing the information. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and I really do feel like Penn, now that we've had um, some women talk about some health issues that has been very centered on me and what I'm going through, we should have a guy. Talk about menopause. Menopause. Um, (laughs) No, look, guys have our set of problems for sure. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. First of all, we don't take as good care of ourselves, I don't think, in general. And and so we just need someone to kind of thump us on the head. But yeah, I'm down with that. But I'm also fascinated by this. I think yeah. that like I like to have things explained to me in a scientific format. I, I know I come across as a creative, but music is just math to me. And sometimes relationships are just biology. Um, we, we learned that in our book that like th- that those things do matter and your, your body adjusts to stress. It's a wonderland. Yeah. Your body is absolutely a wonderland. <laughs> so doc, can, can you tell us, uh, well, I know you gave us the website, but what's the best way to find you, yeah. uh, for all of our uh, followers? So on Instagram and TikTok, I am Dr. Mary Claire. So it's Dr. Mary Claire, all kind of one word. And then our website for the nutrition plan, and I have tons of resources around menopause there, is galvestondiet.com. Okay. Last question. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? We ask everybody this, even if they're oh, doctors. Oh, God. Total Eclipse of the Heart. What? That's huge. That's his song. Oh, wow. That's an upset. Wow. That's mine. No, that's, that's mine. Song. The other one is uh, Carrie Underwood. Uh, oh, no, oh, God. Everyone, the, the one about he cheating. cheats because oh, yeah. I have the range. I can do it. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, so if, if you can yeah. do Bonnie Tyler. I'm not in, into the oh. sun. Oh, my gosh. She sings. So we're That's my go karaoke to, yeah. car song. Oh, I, we're going to go karaoke with I her. So that, that was so you've got some pipes. Have you ever like shown those off on TikTok? Or are you kind of holding off? A couple of, like I did a little menopause song for Christmas one time. But, uh, you know, no. Wait. you know, I was always kind of just OK. It was good enough, but uh, never going to. 
like Broadway or anything. I'm sorry. What was the menopause Christmas song? <laughs> oh, it was like the 12 days of Christmas, but I did like the 12 signs of menopause. That's uh, good. That's good. You go way back in TikTok. It's back there. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the surprise. Like, and she just pulled out Carrie Underwood there. That's amazing. Well, I mean, that's, that's like a, that's a 10 out of 10 for like guaranteed that, that's Sing a along. good karaoke yeah. song. Even like, it's so funny. I'm, I'm very happily married and I will get mad at you when I hear that song. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I didn't do anything. You didn't do yep. anything. It's like when I have a dream that you cheated on me and I wake up. Oh, like, that's nah. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to have a doctor on about. I feel like I have my own alter ego in dreams and it's not a good guy. Like I, I, I end up like I have this recurring dream that I killed a guy in high school and I put him in the recycling bin to the point that I wake I've up never heard and this it takes before. me, it takes me like 20 or 30 minutes to remember. Okay. First I'm like, okay, right. I'm like, okay, well, thank God I didn't get caught. And then I'm, I get a little, I get my coffee and I'm like, oh, I didn't actually kill somebody in high school. And it's happening like six times. I constantly have the weird uh, um, dream. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the dream a thousand that. times about being way behind in class. Well, that's. Oh, yeah. That's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exams and tornadoes. Yeah. 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 Tornadoes are yours. Oh. You have exams. That, you know, Wizard of Oz thing hit me at the right age and I just never could let it go. I know. And that it is weird to think about. Like I was afraid of tornadoes. I grew up in Florida and there weren't a lot of tornadoes when I was growing up, but I was bizarrely afraid of tornadoes. And quicksand. We were joking about that today. Like, I really thought there'd be more quicksand. We, all the movies and yeah. books said quicksand. Like, I and really thought there's no quicksand. No quicksand. <laughs> I've never found quicksand. Anyway, so that was a nice little psych direct. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Thank you so much for joining Guys, this was great. I love that. And thank. I think that I learned a lot there too so i mean we could ju- we could just convert this entire podcast every week perimenopause that's all we got uh okay <laughs> no I'm kidding i'm uh, kidding hey no, you know what i love about this though is that you can now go forth and educate your friends sure because your friends are your age and they're married to women who are my age and they're all going through this and yeah. so you can tell your friends what's happening with their partners they also may not their friends and partners may not have a word to put on it Right. Right. Like, uh, as we've said in the past episodes, usually you just menopause. It happens when I get hot flashes or I stop my period. No, no, it's not those two things. I also love the the, the WTF movement that you've started. Yeah, I think it could stand for why the fat or why the why the I would say why the face. Well, it was both of us. Like it was it was for me, too. I'm like looking down. I'm like, where did this come from? And it's it just it just it's both growing old and also losing some nads. <laughs> the nads. Oh my gosh. She I, said it. She did say that. Yep. I think we said the nads. But I do here's the thing. It's like I don't part of me is like I don't I think it's the hormones that I used to care so much about what I saw in the mirror. Well, you're and really pretty. You're you're sweet to say that. But it is we it is strange because I I knew that I looked good and I that gave me it was part of my identity. I never was the people that like their heads whipped around like I was never the Kardashian and I never wanted that attention. I mean, you kind of were. But no, no, no. But I, I never wanted that sort of attention or anything. But I knew that I looked good and I felt good. And that was part of my identity and that the reason why that sucks is now that it f- I'm going through the very normal 
part of aging, which we are all lucky to grow old. So I'm aging and I want to be fine with it, but I'm like, WTF, my skin feels like it's sagging off of my skeleton. <laughs> you know what it is? It, it It's everything is relative, right? Mm-hmm. What you look like in the mirror is something entirely controlled by your memory of how you looked in the past versus how you look now, mm-hmm. right? And the only filter that you have is yourself. People can tell you that you're pretty or they can show you that they think you're pretty by, you know, trying to make out with you or whatever. But that's, that's really the main thing for you. So I think to your point, it's relative in that case. And so it really is how you feel about yourself. And it sounded, to your point, it sounded like there were some concerns mm-hmm. when you, when you felt change in the way that you looked. And I'm still, I'm going through that too. I don't like love the way that I look in the mirror that I got this weird rooster tail on my new haircut. That's like flapping over. And I look like Ernie McCracken from Kingpin and I can't figure it out. So I'm just trying to relate to you and say that like everyone goes through this, but it is, isn't it nice to put a, at least put, put a finger on some of these emotions and, and the way that how you perceive yourself is changing and it all is connected to these hormones. Yeah. And I, I'll just admit that I get a little embarrassed that I care what I look like because at the end of the day it doesn't matter and I like rational Kim knows it doesn't matter but in there's somewhere in in there I do care how I feel and my body feels so different it I feel like I'm in somebody else's body and nobody else would notice it, by the way. No one would notice no it. No one. Like, even you, who sees me in my skivvies, has not noticed a big, huge, sweeping change from 10 years ago or No, when I see you in your skivvies, I just want to have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> for example. So, as I'm saying, like, nobody, nobody notices, but I notice. And I, it makes me uncomfortable. And I need, I, I want to be... B, I'm jealous of people who are like, I just love every part of myself. Like, I, how do I get there? Oh, God, I don't love every part of myself. How do you get there? I hate most of myself. Is that true when people say, I just love everything? Like, are they? Yeah, I do. I really do believe there are people who are more comfortable with their bodies than we are. I, I, For I, sure. I think so. Yeah. And I, I mean. <sighs> I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, eh. I know like me that's, too. That's my, when I look in the mirror, I'm not like, yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's going to do. You're, you're keeping it toy. Again, this is relative, right? Like we trained for the amazing race and I look like freaking, I look jacked. And, but like, that is not sustainable. No. Like carry things up everything forever. But that being said, I don't weigh any differently than I do. Me neither. When I did the amazing race. Me neither, but the, the, it was all muscle. Item shifted to <laughs> And now flight. it's something else. But again, it's I think I am just kind of looking at myself and just going, all right, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I too have that attitude. Like I'm not, she was talking about like how it's work and the, the Galveston diet. I'm totally going to buy her book. I tried to get it. They were sold out and she's going to probably have a nutritional plan. I'll look at that, but I'll probably be like, I want to feel good. And I want to look different, but do I also want a glass of wine tonight when I go out to dinner? Right now, I you were a six ounce girl. Yeah, you're a six and out. I cannot and, do more than that. And and I think the message that I was hearing from her is that something's got to give, right? Um, we have to pick up our kids. 
And I uh, love spending time with you, my husband, and you, the people who are listening to this within your yeah. You probably have ear pods in your ear holes and you're on a walk or you're driving kids to school. And we love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.